You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaise Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs, the show that discusses best practices, hearing technology, and a growing national epidemic, hearing loss. On today's show, we're going to be discussing navigating change, managing social isolation, and handling stress during COVID-19. We are so excited and so blessed to have Dr. Laura Camus on today's episode. Dr. Camus, welcome to Hearing Matters once again. Thank you so much, Blaze. I'm so excited to be here and always honored to work with you and your dad. The, uh, the feelings are mutual. They really are. And uh, for those of you that are tuning in right now and have listened to our podcast a few months ago, actually, you might remember Laura was on our podcast last year to share her success story. Now, Laura has normal hearing sensitivity, but difficulty understanding speech and noise. And Laura currently wears Oticon Open S1 hearing instruments, but before she had hearing technology, she experienced isolation and depression due to undiagnosed hearing issues. Dr. Camus, can you tell us how your hearing technology changed your life? Oh, absolutely. Um, so before I had my Otacon hearing aids, I had trouble understanding speech and noise. So what that meant was when I was out in the community or I was even in my own house, I couldn't understand all the time what people were saying. So I think if I remember correctly, when we did the testing, I was only processing about 28% correctly in my left ear. So um, that made it very difficult to get to get along with other people because I couldn't understand what they were saying. And my family got very frustrated with me. And, And so we had we had some challenges there. But then after a comprehensive exam with Dr. Delfino, I was diagnosed with a speech and noise issue and I got my hearing aids. And all of a sudden, I would say it was more than a life change. It was a lifesaver. It really allows me to fully participate in my life. And I don't feel isolated anymore because I have those connections back. Wow. That's incredible. And and Laura, you've done and are doing exceptionally well with the hearing instruments and of course, just a, a joy to work with. Dr. Camus, we are in a time right now with COVID-19, the winter months, and the holidays where isolation and depression are severe concerns for all of us. Uh, but this is especially true for people with hearing issues, especially undiagnosed hearing issues. And according to the American Academy of Audiology Research, we know that untreated hearing loss can have serious emotional and social consequences for people, especially older individuals. And when hearing loss or hearing issues go untreated, people are more likely to feel isolated, sad, and depressed. And additionally, people may feel more agitated and also feel like others are often mad at them. However, once diagnosed and treated for hearing loss, most people report significant improvement in relationships, feeling more independent, enjoying a fuller social life. Not only do patients report progress 
but their family members also report improvements, and these are significant changes for people. Uh, Dr. Delfino, if you'd like to dovetail off that. Yeah, yeah certainly in particular with, with Laura. What was really interesting was that when Laura had come to us, um, she had been to other places and they had told her, your hearing is normal, you're doing just fine. There was no reason for any uh, any further effort. Um, but because we always do speech and noise testing and we were listening to what Laura was telling us about her frustration, that the test battery that we did certainly highlighted this. And I, we could tell just in Laura's voice after we had told her that, you know, yes, you've got normal hearing, but here are some areas where you're struggling. She was like, thank goodness, at least someone is telling me what I've already known, that I'm, I'm, I've got a problem. It was an affirmation of what she was already feeling. And that we, that from that, we could move forward. It was such a relief to finally have somebody tell me that what I was experiencing was real. Absolutely. Now, Dr. Camus, let's talk about how people and businesses manage change in these uncertain times. So let me start first by explaining what change management is. Um, There is a whole professional discipline dedicated to change management. Um, According to the Association of Change Management Professionals, um, change management is the practice of applying a structured approach to help an organization move from a current state to their desired state um, so that they can achieve right, their goals and, and realize their expected um, benefits. So the same definition can be applied to individuals. When um, we, especially when we're thinking about health, our health care, when we want to change our health or we have health care goals, we need to have a structured plan in place that we can apply. So let me, and it it doesn't matter whether that's physical health or mental health. So let me give you an example using COVID-19. That was a significant or is a significant change for all of us, whether we've contracted the virus or not. So during the winter months, it's very common, right, for many of us to already be sort of susceptible to feeling blue or down. We don't have as many hours um, of light. The days are much shorter. The weather impacts what we can do. Oftentimes. So then we have COVID-19 come along and this contributes even further to our inability to participate and socialize. And when those things are cut down, we lose our connectedness with other people. And we need that connectedness because it's a basic human need that we all have. Laura, when when you talk about connectedness, especially in today's day and age, from the point of view from an individual who presents with normal hearing but uh, poor speech and noise scores and difficulty in noisy situations, can you share with us what your experience was like with family and friends in terms of connectedness? Did you feel connected prior to wearing hearing technology? Absolutely not. You know, and I really realized looking back how at risk people are Um, if they have an undiagnosed hearing issue, because when you can't hear, you can't understand, you can't engage in conversation. And if you can't engage, how do you navigate that relationship? How do you feel? You can't feel connected because you're missing out on what's going on around you. You can't fully engage and participate in your own life. So absolutely. I mean, that sense of isolation is, is severe and serious, and it really does contribute to, to feelings of being alone and feelings of depression. So we're talking about 
navigating change, managing social isolation. This all has to do with mental health. Dr. Camus, how can we put a plan in place? So the first thing we have to do is realize that we all handle change differently and we all respond to change at our own pace. So one of the things that we can do is we can look to the work by um, Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, who I'm sure you've heard of. She developed the change curve. Sometimes we call it the personal change curve. Um, And she used it initially to explain how people respond to grief. But we can also use the change curve to help us predict how we ourselves or how our loved ones are going to react to change. So when we think about um, last February, when we first started to learn about COVID, you'll remember a lot of us were in total shock, right? Some of us were even in denial, saying it's not real, it's a hoax, it's not happening. And then some of us got kind of angry, right? We started blaming other people, we started blaming other countries. Yeah. Um, yep. So those are the first initial reactions that people tend to experience with change. Then, um, we sort of experienced this whole state of confusion and chaos, right? We weren't sure how our basic needs were going to be met. So we started hoarding things like toilet paper and food. You know, we were worried about our jobs. And and again, just thinking about how COVID was going to impact not only our own basic needs, but our loved ones as well. So then you know, as the, as we moved into spring and summer, things started to settle down a little bit and we started to move closer to some level of acceptance, right? I don't know that we're ever going to fully accept COVID, but we got a little bit better at it, right? And we started thinking about things that we could control and some of the benefits that we could realize. So I know just by way of example for my family, you know, typically we have a 4th of July party. So we had to put that on hold this year and we took the the money that we would have spent on a large party and we bought a canoe and kayaks and we spent time on the water. That is well, awesome. As we started adapting, right? And we were learning how to canoe and kayak and spending more time in the water, we started problem solving more and started realizing more of the benefit. Mm. And then from there we got into camping. So you see what I'm saying, Blaze, as you um, begin to problem solve more and you begin to adapt more you realize more benefit. When you focus on the good, the good stuff gets better. You know, there's a, uh, a gentleman by the name of Wayne Dyer. You probably have heard of him. He says, um, attached to nothing and open to everything. You have to be attached to nothing and open to everything. I think I got that correct. But when we talk about that, you know, the stages of grief, we've all been there. We've all experienced them. You know, I think... To dovetail off that, Dr. Delfino, you're an audiologist of over 35 years. When we talk about the stages of grief, not only you know now with COVID-19, but individuals who present with hearing loss, what does that look like? I was in a um, either a fortunate or unfortunate uh, position to um, have a father who was hearing impaired, and the hearing impairment encroached upon his life early on. And as a child, I could see his personality change just with not only with the family, but with colleagues as well. As I got older, he would um, he would take us uh, to, to some conferences, medical conferences up in Boston, and it was always sitting up front, not engaging with other colleagues, listening carefully, tape recording the, uh, the lectures. It was, a, it was sad to see as a young person, but being an audiologist, and as I progressed in my career, I saw the incredible difference that 
amplification made on his life, just in the way in which he interacted with family and friends. Well, I remember uh, Grampy wore uh, custom hearing instruments, and that's when feedback management was really not a thing. Like, Laura, your Oticon Open S1s have that adaptive feedback cancellation, so you get very, very little feedback. Also, you have low-gain hearing instruments, so feedback won't be won't be that much of an issue. But thank you for, for dovetailing off that, Dr. Delfino, because your, your experience in the field of audiology and counseling individuals who present with, with hearing loss who are experiencing you know, the, the stages of grief. Thank you for, for sharing that. So Dr. Camus, to summarize, okay, to summarize, the change curve really helps us to predict how people react to change, moving from shock and denial confusion, even anger, and then, of course, acceptance and committing to finding ways, committing to finding ways to reap the benefits from the change. Can we get stuck in one particular phase of that change curve? Oh, yeah. So, and it's not uncommon for people to get stuck in change because who likes change, right? I mean, most of us, most of the time would prefer it not to happen. And even when there's good change, sometimes, you know, we get anxious about that and and experience um, a bit of denial or a bit of resistance towards it. But what, what it means when we get stuck is that we generally need more information. So if we can, as providers of healthcare, um, you know, give our patients more information, if as individuals, we can seek out more information. It's going to help us to move forward. And also looking at the risks. And a lot of times we don't do this. Looking at the risks if we don't change. We always focus on the risks if we do change, right? But how often do we take a minute and think about what are the risks if we don't change? So that those risks, if we don't change, can be a huge motive, uh, motivator for many of us. Change is hard. Laura, change is hard. Change is hard. (laughs) You know, even change from going from fall to winter because winter's here and it's a time, you know, when feeling a bit blue is common for many of us. And the holiday season is here too, which, you know, can mean unwelcome guests in the form of stress and depression, anxieties. And this year, our routines and traditions, like the things that help us navigate during these challenging times are disrupted. We cannot do the things we usually do, such as like attending events and visiting friends and family. And for many of us, it is starting to sink in how different our plans are going to look this year, especially in the light of the governor's new restrictions here in Pennsylvania. How can we cope with these changes? So that's a great question, Blaze. If, if, we're already susceptible to feeling a bit blue during this time of year. Um, we need to be aware that we might be at risk for depression, but there are some things we can do to, so that we're you know, engaging in self-care. So the first thing is I, I like to stress to people that it's healthy and it's helpful to acknowledge how you're feeling. Don't be afraid to talk about your feelings and avoid forcing yourself to feel a certain way. We don't have to be, be happy just because the holidays are here. If you're not, it's okay to talk about that. Um, reach out to people. So, you know, there's lots of technology, right, that help us to communicate better, like my Otacon sure. hearing aids, right? Um, but we have things like phones and texts and email, and we have social media we can engage on. And there's, you know, um, 
video calls like Zoom and FaceTime that help to bring even a more personal experience to those contacts. Um, and there's all kinds of other things too we can do online to keep us connected. There's different games we can play. We can set up virtual scavenger hunts, for example, with our friends. Um, virtual field trips. I don't know if you've been on any of those lately, but they're really hot now. They're they're a fun thing to do. I just was at um, a webcam experience with the San Diego Zoo the other morning. Awesome. Um, and <laughs> that then, is very cool. You know, if you're <laughs> That's used awesome. to right, and and you know what, and I never how would I get to the San Diego zoo if it wasn't virtual? Right. I live in Bethlehem. It's like 3000 miles away. You saved how much on a plane ticket? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, and then, you know, the other thing is, is you can volunteer online. So there are programs like catch a fire or the Smithsonian digital volunteers, for example, that will allow you just using your laptop to do volunteer work as if you were right there to help them continue um, to work during COVID. So lots of good things you can do that way. Um, The other thing is, is that you want to be realistic, be realistic about what we can and can't do. You know, we're not going to be able to have these large family gatherings that we're used to having during the holiday season. So if that's a time when you typically catch up with family and friends Let's think creatively for a second about how you might be able to change that tradition. So one thing maybe is you could do a picture exchange, you know, whether it's through the mail, which is always kind of exciting. I still like to get mail, which probably shows my age. Um, or Not at all. We do too here. We love getting mail. <laughs> or social media. You know, you could do a picture exchange. You could do a letter exchange and then follow it up with a Zoom call or a FaceTime call. So, you know, you can think creatively. Um, you know, about ways to still be in touch and still carry out some small part of your normal traditions. And then, you know, the other thing is to just putting family differences aside. You know, we're all under a lot of stress right now. So try not to take things personally. Um, And then, of course, you know, all the things that we are all used to hearing, right? We want to have healthy habits and we want to stick to them. So we want to eat healthy, we want to exercise Make sure you're getting enough rest. And I always like to remind people, kind of control the amount of news that is coming into your world, your personal world, right? Mm -hmm. That has a big impact on our mood and our ability to, to cope. And then, you know, take a breath. Start the day off with a deep breath. End the day with a deep breath. There's lots of good meditation apps out there like Calm, if you've ever heard of that, Blaze. Um, yes. Yep. Awesome. Awesome apps out there on the phones that you can use to do a little bit of deep breathing, some muscle relaxation, just meditate a little bit. Um, and then finally, just, you know, if you are feeling depressed and you can't seem to shake it, you want to see seek professional help. You want to see um, a primary care doctor you can start with or a mental health professional. If you don't have a doctor, or you don't know a mental health professional, I recommend to people that they call their insurance companies because then they can find an in-network provider. But here's the really important part. If you need to talk to someone immediately, the Department of Human Health and Services has a national helpline that you can contact and they'll connect you to the resources that you need. Um, mm, the the phone number for that, and maybe we can post this place um, afterwards, is 1-800-662-HELP. So that's 1-800-662-4357. 
And they also have a suicide prevention helpline, um, which I wanted to mention too. So if you do need immediate help, you can call 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. So maybe um, if we can post those numbers and post the website links, um, you know, and then of course I can't not say this, if you need a hearing evaluation and you're in the Lehigh Valley, seek out Dr. Delfino and Blaze and the whole team at Audiology Services. Uh, I can promise you that you will be in expert care and that you'll be treated as family. And that is such an important part of fitting your pieces together for your social support system. When we think about social support, healthcare is in there and hearing healthcare is part of that. So if you need that piece of it, reach out because if you have an undiagnosed hearing issue, you are at risk. Let's take a quick break. Running a private practice is challenging and it's especially difficult if you're using a management software system that's out of date or doesn't really fit your needs. As a former private practice owner, I personally found Cycle to be such an incredible tool that is easy to use and is really in the best interest of my patients. Cycle provides you with industry-specific workflows and features for a smooth-running front office, and if you've been listening to the Hearing Matters podcast, you will know that I believe that the front office staff is really the most important position in a hearing care clinic. Learn more at cycle.com. That's S-Y-C-L-E.com. Enjoy the rest of the episode. Absolutely. Laura, everything you just shared there is absolutely incredible and so invaluable. And what we will do is those those hotlines we will put in the description of our podcast episode, this specific episode. And for everyone tuned in right now, um, we are we are in a time of so much change. Change is so hard, but at the end of this is is a lot of smiles hanging out with family, seeing friends, seeing family. So, um, you know, this, this darkness will, will come to light. We truly do believe that. Now, Dr. Camus, this is, this is exciting because in addition to being a clinical social worker, you are also a certified organizational change manager. And before you explain to us what that is, and we're just talking about change. Like the whole topic of this is change and navigating and managing stress and social isolation. A lot of businesses, small businesses as well, uh, because that's what we are at Audiology Services. We are a small business. And, um, you know, to say COVID-19 hasn't impacted us would be a, I would be a delusionally optimistic <laughs> individual to say that. Right. So it, it has impacted us, um, but we are doing our best to pivot and we are embracing change. Again, we are embracing change. When we say that you are a certified organizational change manager, what does that even mean? What does that mean? So, besides my um, formal education and experience, I earned additional certification through Management and Strategy Institute for, for Change Management. And then I'm currently working on 
um, a, a certification through the Association of Change Management Professionals, which is really the, the in industry standard organization for change management, which we are proud members of. I love it. And, and you and well, you are a family business, essentially, right? You are a family business. And when, when we talk about change management, team members, employees, for example, if a process or a system at a company changes, why can't people just be told that, you know, what the change actually is and what is expected of them? So, so because people hate change, Blaze. <laughs> I heard you say this on a video you posted <laughs> the other day. Um, I think it was yesterday, actually, that you had read somewhere that that most people would rather die than change. Yeah, it's it's. I I couldn't believe that. Yeah. Right? So my husband and I, um, my husband Sean Camus and I, are we're both change managers, and um, we are just launching our new full-service change management consulting firm called L&S Consulting Group. Um, our, both of our wow. sons and a dear friend are part of our business. Um, and so what we do is we help small business um, owners, right, and, and business leaders to assist their people simultaneously with projects, um, with the tactical steps of a project, with, you know, to, to to um, move change forward. We know, and you know this, um, Blaze and Dr. Delfino, as business owners, if you're not constantly changing as a business, you're going to experience decline. And once sure. that decline kicks in, um, you could very quickly um, become non-existent. You won't, you know, you won't have sustainability in the market. So Blockbuster. Right, right, exactly. So we, we help business owners to be able to care for the people side. And then we integrate that with project management so that you're also taking care of the tactical side of change um, and helping people. So a, a good example right now is um, with COVID, a lot of businesses are moving to a work at home model. So how that's affecting people Right. They're thinking, how am I going to get my work done? What's the customer experience going to look like? How are we going to collaborate? How am I going to connect with my coworkers or my manager? Mm -hmm. So we help small business um, owners and leaders to really manage that piece so that people can move through that change curve that we talked about earlier um, so that they move to acceptance and usage of the new change. And so that business can continue to move forward. Um, a good change management plan is all about having those business goals in place, helping people to get to the point where they're using, adapting, um, and not slipping back into old habits, right? Um, so that there's sustainability for the business. Dr. Delfino, I'd like you to, uh, to share your experience because when COVID-19 occurred, I have to give our team a lot of credit. We, number one, made decisions that, of course, were in the best interest of our patients. We knew that COVID affected the geriatric population more so maybe than, you know, my age demographic. That's what we knew in the beginning. So we made sure that we implemented processes and procedures, and our team members tuned in right now and, and watching right now will say, that's Blaze's favorite line, processes and procedures, but <laughs> it helps organizations and companies so much. Dr. Delfino, implementing our change management strategies, what did you find 
to work best for us? And what did you like most about the change management strategies that we implemented in the beginning of COVID and currently with, with all of our pivot? What we first had to do is to identify what those changes looked like and what had, what, what had to happen. And that was, again, based upon what we could and could not do. So we looked at all of the all the day-to-day operations of how we interface with people and then how do we change them so that they remain safe and we remain safe. And so things like um, setting up uh, additional phone calls, contacting our patients, letting them know that they were we were there for them, letting them know that if there was a, a, a breach in their uh, the function of their instrument, that they had a recourse to drop it off at our uh, at our drop-off center. We also looked beyond um, just the immediate uh, difficulties and and invested in a um, an audiometer where we it's automated where we don't have the amount of personal interaction but we're able to at least diagnose hearing losses and move on with some amplification so we we re-looked at what 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 we could and couldn't do and the issue really is that we will as we move forward down the future we will continue to use many of these uh, lessons learned from this so Policies and procedures have changed, and they are now uh, endemic in, in everything that we do. That's that's amazing. I couldn't say, couldn't have said it better, Doctor Delfino. Really, I couldn't have. And Laura, being a change management expert, and you know, you are also a patient of ours. We consider you a friend, and it's it's so nice to number one talk to you on this lovely Saturday morning. Uh, with some coffee and the Christmas tree behind us. But we had a discussion. You had a, a follow-up appointment a couple of weeks ago. I think it was a, a clean and check. And you had said, Blaze, I I started my own business. And, and you had talked about the confidence that you've regained from use of the hearing technology and just feeling connected. Again, we're talking about navigating change, managing social isolation, and handling stress during COVID-19. Laura, you are an entrepreneur, which, of course, the word, the root is adventurer. You started a business in the middle of a global pandemic, and as a friend of yours, but you know, also as your hearing healthcare provider, we are at Audiology Services so proud of you for doing that, for taking that leap, and for us to have that um, somewhat of a little bit of an influence in that makes us so excited and happy for you and your family. Thank you so much. You know, I, I will say when I came in for my exam, for my checkup and I saw Dr. Delfino and I handed him my card and he said, well, it's about time. That's exactly what he said. <laughs> and, you know, my, my hearing aids have given me so much confidence when I'm out and about and I'm interacting with people and I'm on phone calls. Um, but, you know, you still, of course, just being human, and this is a huge change for me and for my family starting a business, um, you know, you have that doubt. So I always hear his voice in my head saying, well, it's about time, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're getting out there and we're doing it and we're helping small businesses to manage change. And it's a, this is the best time ever to be starting, honestly, a, a firm like this, because Companies, small companies need us to help them manage all of the change, not just from from COVID, but all of the other changes that are sort of, you know, snowballing out of COVID. So we need to, you know, whether it's work at home or it's um, 
op, you know, different opportunities um, with work process. I'm big on workflows, work processes, procedures, you know, graphs, <laughs> you know, visuals. <laughs> all, sure. All of those things are, cha- you know, we're, we're having changes in all of that now. So, you know, we're there to, we're there to help. And, and the fact that people don't like change there and lies the need, right. For change management, um, so that we can go out there and help leaders to cultivate that culture of change that really does support the people side and, and but doesn't forget about the, the important logistical tactical side um, so that people in, that own small businesses can reach their goals and, and remain viable in today's market. So I love it. I love it. Obviously, we are huge um, supporters of the, you know, small business and, you know, whether it's just small business in general, Laura. So Today's episode, we covered navigating change, managing social isolation, and handling stress during COVID-19. And it seems a change plan, whether it be for an individual, small business, large business, can follow literally the same process. Um, And really, just like for hearing healthcare, there are change management experts available uh, to assist with the health of a business. Where can our listeners learn more about change management and LNS Consulting Group? So I'm very excited to announce that just this morning, we, I mean, when I say we are in startup mode, I mean, we are in startup mode. We just launched. We our, love it. <laughs> we, just, <laughs> we just launched our website this morning. So you can visit us there at lnsconsultinggroup.com and then we have our instagram account which we just launched this morning um because of this podcast right so that's (laughs) lns consulting group and then our linkedin um will go live on um january 4th as will our facebook account and laura to dovetail off what you just said i think it's important too for our listeners tuned in on this Instagram live feed and uh, individuals who are going to be tuned in um, via audio, maybe in their car. We're very excited for your new venture. Like we were saying previously, as a friend, as a patient of ours who have who has had such great success with your hearing instruments, um, change management. I'm excited for your platform because I feel as though you will and you will continue to give back to the community by even hosting Instagram live sessions like this through LNS Consulting. And for any small business owners tuned in right now, I know on our page there's a lot of private practice owners, speech language pathology, private practices, audiology private practices. Even if you're not in the private practice field, you're an administer or uh, you're an administration, excuse me. Um, you're in a leadership role. It doesn't matter. I mean, change management is for everyone. It's navigating change. It's understanding what we need to do um, when, you know, something like COVID-19 occurs. What are the processes, procedures, and strategies that we need to implement? Dr. Laura Camus, thank you so much for joining us on the Hearing Matters podcast today. For those tuned in, please, if you're on Apple Podcasts, hit that five-star, give us a review. And if you'd like to contact us directly, you can do so by reaching out to us at the email in the description. You're tuned in to the Hearing Matters podcast with Dr. Gregory Delfino and Blaise Delfino of Audiology Services and Fader Plugs. Today, we discussed navigating change, 
Managing Social Isolation, and Handling Stress During COVID-19, featuring Dr. Laura Camus with L&S Consulting Group. Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for the support. We are sending all of our thoughts and, uh, and prayers to you and your family during these, uh, these unprecedented times. Thank you, Dr. Camus. Thank Always you. a pleasure. Thank you, Dr. Always Delphine. a pleasure. Until next time, hear life story. Thanks again for tuning in to the Hearing Matters podcast today. I'm your host, Blaze Delfino, and on behalf of our entire team, thank you so much for the support. Truly, it means so much to us. Head on over to the Apple Podcast app and share your thoughts. What did you like most about this episode, and what do you like most about our podcast? Five-star reviews are always appreciated. And also, head on over to Instagram, hit that follow button, and let's connect. And as a team we can continue to help our community hear life story.